Hi, I'm Ethan, and I'm here with Peter, and I'm here to ask Peter some questions. Peter, are you ready? Let's do it, man. Yeah. Okay. First question is, what's your favorite place that isn't home? Oh, man. This is tough. My favorite place that isn't home? Mm, my mom's apartment she just got. Is that okay? Why? Because it feels like home. It has, like, all my furniture from home, and... My mom lives there. Dubious answer. <laughs> I was trying to get you to answer a place that isn't home, like perhaps like a, some city you know or some, I don't know. Okay, next question. Do you prefer Costco or Sam's Club? Uh, neither. I'm kind of anti-Costco, anti-Sam's Club, and pro-HEB, superiority. Um, but if I had to choose, I either go Costco because Sam's is, like whatever company owns Walmart owns Sam's, and I... I'm um, anti-big government. I mean, big, uh, big corporation, not government. Hmm, a Freudian slip, perhaps. Okay, well, next question I have for you is, who is your favorite saint, and why? Right now, my favorite saint, well, I got a bunch of favorites. I'll give you, like, my top, um, we'll, we'll count them as I go. Right now, at number one is St. Thomas More, because I'm trying to apply to law school, and St. Thomas More is also, he was a lawyer, he was a martyr, and he was killed because he was like, no, king, you can't separate from the pope. That's not cool. And they killed him. And he's like, no, king, you can't divorce your wife again. I think he did it again. Uh, that's not cool, and they killed him. And he's one of the few popes who is um, married. So he had Riz, and so that's cool. Number two, and then two and three, oh, two, St. Peter, because he shares my name. Wait, wait a second. St. Thomas More? Like, St. Thomas More was married or the Pope that, like... No, St. Thomas More. St. Tho- Thomas More was married and he had kids. Most, a lot of the saints these, well, I don't know about these days, but a lot of the saints out there um, monks or something. And sometimes, personally, it's not the most relatable to, like, because I don't live in a monk and I'm not, like, a 15-year-old girl with, like, cancer. I don't know. So it's, like, like, I don't know. He's just a more like of a relatable guy, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you, you know how it is. St. Thomas More got the Riz. And are, are you trying to apply to law school and be a Riz Lord? I am. Maybe, I don't know if I need to be a Riz Lord. Um, but a law lord would be cool. A lord in general, I think. Thomas St. Thomas More was a lord, probably. he was. Maybe he was a sir. So that'd be kind of cool. Um, but yeah, not really a uh, yeah, lawyer um, dad, husband vibes. We'll get back to your, some of your other favorite saints, but uh, you said you're applying to law school, so that means you're going to take the LSAT. Of the three LSAT sections, which section uh, is like your favorite, or which section is, do you think that uh, you do best in? Uh, in I believe it's logical reasoning, analytical reasoning, and like the reading comprehension sections. Historically, I did pretty well in the reading comprehension. It's just like you read a passage and you answer questions. It's pretty simple, and I guess it's pretty intuitive for me. I haven't had to study it too much. But the other day, I took a practice test and missed like half the questions. It was just an off day. And then my second favorite one is logic reasoning. The one that's just like, it's just like a prompt and like a question. It'll be like, the mayor says this. What's a flaw in the mirror? I do decent on that on those as well. I only missed a couple questions. What about the dreaded logic games, a.k.a. analytical reasoning? The problem is I'm a little, I'm a slow poke on that one. Real slow. Um, 
so I can I can't get that far. But when I but like the ones I do get, I generally get them right. But we're grinding them. No, no, that's definitely good. As someone who definitely uh, has before taken uh, the oh is some yeah it's it's definitely locked. Okay, okay, we 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 have the Claudia Roman Roman Roman. Oh, because that's just how the door is. I think I'm gonna edit this part out, but that's okay. Okay, it's 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 it's. This is actual. Okay, yeah, I, I think it's continuing. What were we talking about? Oh yeah, so uh, I know for the yeah, I I I think it's really good that for the logic games you like get all of them right because at that point all you're working on is just speed and just like uh, getting used to what the question's asking you, the diagramming, stuff like that. But yeah, no, that, that's definitely the first step to doing well in logic games. It's getting 100% and then you're just working on speed. Um, yeah, I guess, uh, do you plan on taking it soon? Like, what, like do, do, are your scores where you want them to be? I took one practice test. I took one real test already, actually. And it was not where I wanted it to be. But the... Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm taking another one in September 8th. And my scores have been improving. And I've, like, I've done, like, I super scored my, like, I like it just said a, you know, yeah. theoretical super score out of all my different, like, sections. And so it's possible to get, like, 170-something. It's possible. I'd have to do good on all three sections. It's entirely possible. You just gotta, you gotta hit that grind, you know, brother? Yeah, yeah. So, it was, I was the disappointing thing about this last practice test I took was, do me hold it? or Is if I didn't... Um, mess up on that once on that reading section like I, I usually do good on it would have been a great score but alas it was not so the day of the LSAT what are you gonna do you gonna you gonna make yourself a big breakfast small breakfast you gonna juice yourself up yeah I was thinking of um, taking some unprescribed um, Adderall <laughs> and a monster energy drink and then to balance it all out, some quaaludes. Are you actually going to take unprescribed Adderall? <laughs> like, tell the audience that that's a joke. For legal reasons, that's a joke. For legal reasons, and you know, for comedic reasons, I'll let you decide. <laughs> Peter, no. Comedic reasons trump legal reasons. Says the guy taking the LSAT. Repeat that. Uh, comedic reasons trump legal reasons, says the guy who's taking the LSAT, and that guy's me. I feel like I'm going to get canceled, but that's okay. You got to live life the way uh, that, like, who cares if you get canceled, you know? Just live it true to what, what you are. You're telling me I should live my truth? I mean, not your particular... Yeah, live your truth. Um, although, don't... Make sure your truth is not factually incorrect make sure your truth is a real thing you know don't don't disillusion yourself or don't illusion yourself but live it to your preferences i guess that are real okay continue down that list of saints you were on saint peter go ahead with that so my name is peter and his name is peter so there's one thing we have in common two things um I study communication and leadership, and Peter was a very important leader uh, in the early church. 
So I kind of like, I feel like we are brothers in that. And I feel like St. Peter has just such a personable, personal story of like, you know, like the doubting, the coming back, the being, being like a little annoying, but then like being cool. So I like him. He's a cool, he's a good guy. And he has my name or I have his name. You heard it here first. Peter the Apostle has Peter Griffith's name. There you go. Next on the list? Sure. Paul. Paul is just cool because he has a sword and a book in his hand. And I think that's just, like, badass. I don't know what other word fits. So That'll be cropped out. Start the Paul section over again. Um, I like Paul a lot because he has a sword and a book. And quite simply, I think that's just bad butt. As I've Peter, no! I had to censor myself, apparently. So, sorry. I can't offend people or something. So, you like Paul because of his sword. And book he holds. Do you like swords? Yeah, I do, actually. And... Um, one of the coolest swords I ever saw. You want to know what the coolest sword I ever saw? I mean, I remember one time you and I went to a museum together, and we saw some pretty cool swords from, like, the Middle East. You know, this is the coolest sword I've ever seen. Do you want to know what it is? Sure, go ahead and tell me. It was a, It's a named sword, so you know when they're named, they're really cool. This one was called Reyes Catolicos, Catholic Kings. And it was a ceremonial sword used by Queen Isabella II and King Fernand the whatever. And it was the sword they used to knight Christopher Columbus. So I was like, it's got a base name, and it's very historically significant. Oh, you like Christopher Columbus, eh? I just said I liked him, but I do, I've gone back and forth on the, on the, the Columbus uh, subject. Before I was a Columbus sheep like most, then I was, became a, sec- a secondary Columbus sheep where, oh, Columbus was evil. Now I have reverted back to the Columbus was good. Was I mean, I don't know if he was good or bad, but I think it's okay that we have a day named after him. And a lot of the things people say against Columbus is propaganda from the English. It's called the black tail. And all these things, anti-Spanish things, is from them. Anti-Spanish and anti-Catholic too. Yeah, you, you know this English, all starting from that one dude who, I feel like he was dubious. I forgot what he did, but there's probably some dude who said something against him, you know? King Henry, the one of them. Ethan's telling me eighth. I am telling him eighth. Something like that. Yeah. I think they were just, they hate him because they ain't him because the, the Spanish were like absolute beasts at the time. But they kind of had the the hardest drop off in the history of empires. They lost big time. You had to be like that. How did we get here? Oh yeah, the sword. So that that's the cool sword you saw. But yeah. isn't that just like a ceremonial sword? I feel like if you want a, a sword that's cool, like it's got to be like a sword sword. We gotta like attack people with it, bro. I mean, it w- it would definitely would hurt if you got hit with that thing. It's huge. I have a letter opener version of it. Um, but yeah. So. You're a sword person, right? Here's the the age-old question. Stabby sword or slashy sword? Stabby swords are for 
um, for like the cowardly. Slashy swords are where it's at. Slashy swords. Um, no, not even the slashy swords. Big, heavy, heavy swords that just barely constitute for a sword, and they're really more of like a bat than anything else. That's where it's at. Okay, okay. Hear me out. I feel like the stabby sword is better because when you stab, it's basically like a like a bullet wound. It's like a singular point of force. Whereas a slashy sword, you're you're distributing it across, and if you if it's not sharp enough, you don't get the right angle. Like you you don't get the slice that you want. Whereas a stabby sword, you're just like stabbing. It's like shooting people with bullets, bro. All right, here's the thing. This is what, they're not going to tell you this in in the big sword companies, okay? But this is what you got to know. A slashy, a stabby sword, like a sword meant for stabbing, right? It's kind of like, it's really not the best way to stab someone. If you want to stab someone, then you would want like a spear or like a pike or something like that. And so if you want a sword and you want it to be like a, good, like a sword sword, then you're going to want it slashing and you're going to want um, heaviness. So like the great swords... Like in the Crusades, you know, the ones that were like bashing a helmet. That's what you want. I, I kind of see your argument uh, where if, if you wanted to stab, you'd get it. But, but I, I think a spear is so much better than a sword that I'd rather have a, a spear whose staff is just mostly the blade and it be a stabby sword than a slashy sword. Does, does that make sense? Here's the thing. This one, they, they won't tell you this also. But the reason why you want the... But the thing is, if you make your spear mostly blade... You can't throw it. And so once you can throw and it can pierce like a bullet, you said, well, then we're just getting, then we just go down the pipeline to arrows, crossbow bolts, and bullets. I feel like I've been got. Okay. Gotcha, didn't I? Okay. So, long story short, the best sword is a gun. You know, I think that's the correct conclusion. But, I think slashy swords are really cool looking. And um, in a, a, actually, here's where you might, now this is the other reason why slashy swords are better than stabby swords. So maybe you do want a sword, right? Because they're cool. They look cooler than the spears and such. So where would you want to have something that looks cool in a non-armored environment, a self-defense scenario, a scenario where you're in like nice fancy clothes and you have a, a little piece on you? That piece, you want it to slash and not stab. Why? Because it's just a cooler thing to do. I feel like you've lost me somewhere along the way, but it's okay. Well, okay. Now we're going back to historically. This is the, the current literature on all swords. Talk about this, okay? As a leading sword expert. Um, as you see the evolution of swords throughout time, originally they were slashy. Right, correct? I don't know. It's what the literature tells us. Okay. And, and then as time goes on, you see that the swords that people carry on their hips as quote-unquote like, you know, the piece, you know, that piece on you, they become pointy swords and um, stabbing. And then that's when we get into the rapiers, which is, you know, up in there in your 18th century yeah, your most stabbing. Yeah. Well, you could actually. You could. Yes, they're well, actually well, great for stabbing. Well, I mean, the, no, no, sorry, it's good for stabbing. I mean, they're great for slashing. Well. It's good for stabbing, but like, I feel like if you try slashing one with that, you're just smacking someone with a chopstick, right? No, because what happens is, you get like this, like long. It's like a thin cut. You know, it's not a. It's not going to cut someone's arm off. 
but it'll create like a thin cut. You can like, you know, you can, you ever see the movies where they're like, wah, wah, wah. And then they get all cut on their, on their cheek and you just made me cut. You just made me bleed. Yeah, it's like it's like when whenever the protagonist realizes how strong the antagonist actually is, and that's before they get spooked and then run away before they train to come back. Sure. Yeah. So, what makes you an expert on swords? What's your like background? Um, well, here's a little known fact: because I actually already got my uh, bachelor's in sword theology, and I got it from the University of Harvard. If you ever heard of it. And I am just the leading expert on swords, which is not entirely true, but my professors were the leading experts on swords, and so I know everything they know, so technically that makes me the leading expert on swords. So, if you had to pick an optimal length for your sword, what length would that be? Well, what the literature tells us is it depends on person to person, but the best sword length is going to go from the tip of your arm right up to your shoulder. Then you have like a double, it kind of doubles your sword length, like it doubles your arm's reach, and it is a balanced weapon. So you're telling me the best sword is basically like a functioning of like a second joint on an extra long, really sharp arm. Precisely. I actually, now I'll tell you the truth, I actually did a sword training um, in my life. Oh, where at? And when was this? And what'd you learn? This was in, well, I've done it twice. I took, I went to one meeting of the fencing, Texas Fencing Club. I forgot everything about that. But the other time was when I was enrolled in a martial arts studio program. Texas Fencing Club? So what kind of fences? Like white picket fences? Like barbed wire fences? What's your favorite kind of fence? Um, I'm anti-fence and anti-property. Oh, so like anti-people owning their own property or like, or like, what do you mean? Yeah, the abolishment of all property, all private property. Um, so mostly that goes towards land and public utilities. And I am a communist. I said it. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Sure, surely what you mean to say is that you want the government to kind of gather all of the land and then like distribute it to like other people right surely no i am for a abolishment of the principle and idea of private property wait wait so like do i not own my food when i eat it or like the the chair i sit on like the bed i sleep in no because humans are a cog in a machine so you just shouldn't own anything Hmm, I don't know how we got here, but you're sounding extra dubious. Anything else you want to say for yourself? It's only when the cogs are assembled that power can really be established. And that's the only power that, which is the state. And only the state has the power to control anything. But like, what if I don't want to? Is what I would say if I was a commie. But I'm not a commie. But I know how to think like them. So I can find them out eradicate them that took a dark turn so how many communists have you sussed out well <laughs> so far it's a work in progress i can't let you know it'll uncover my secrets etc oh, okay you're like uh mccarthy except peter mccarthy was a communist and we have 
since then dealt with him. Okay. Um, so yeah. Any parting words for the for the folks at home? Viva la revolution. I don't speak uh, Italian, so I don't know what that means. Viva, I live, lay the revolution, revolution. Okay. What's your? We'll say it together. Three, two, one. Viva le pineapple revolution. <laughs>